Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We have got Supercoach Draft Finals kicking off this weekend in the Ash Graham Memorial Cup, my home league. And it is going to be a big, big week. I end up finishing fourth on the ladder. I think I've been sitting in fourth place for... I'm going to say almost 10 weeks now. It has been uh, pretty wild where I've been sitting the entire time. Just going to go back to head-to-head and have a look at when I... I'm going to say it was probably, geez, round 17 I was in fourth place. Uh, round 16 was in fourth place. Let's go all the way back to round 13. I was in second there. So I was in fourth place from round 14 all the way until round twenty. Three. That is insane. Ten weeks straight, never moved out of fourth place. Never dropped to fifth, never went up to third. I just stayed in fourth the entire time, which is insane. Uh, it's been a pretty wild Supercoach regular season, to be completely honest with you guys. Uh, finished in fourth place, which is exactly where we want to be. Um, I was the only team to score more than 18,000 points, uh, and I scored 18,597. So a very, very successful regular season. Uh, we were the highest point scorer. We only finished fourth, to be fair, which is a bit odd. Um, but, you know, the regular season, it does not mean shit if you don't go on with it. So, fingers crossed, we need a few things to go our way here. We've, I think we beat second place by about 650 points or something this season. So, it's been a very, very positive season. It's been fantastic. We have got a couple of injuries coming into finals, but none that, uh, you know... They're going to overly derail us. Our biggest loss was obviously losing Tom Travojevic uh, during the season, but uh, we've managed to regroup off the back of that, and we've still got our big guns coming into finals that I still believe uh, can win me a comp. So I actually think, as it turns out, Steve's been the guy that I've thought all season would be the one uh, that would be competing with me. I think the guy I'm actually playing this weekend, Kurt, his team, he's really snuck under the radar. He's obviously got the second most points in the competition now. Um behind my side, but I think Kurt, he has slowly assembled a very, very good side, and we'll get to his team soon, but on the weekend, 
Uh, my, my game was a complete and utter dead rubber. I was fourth playing fifth, but I couldn't move and nor could he realistically. So the game on the weekend didn't really matter. It was a complete and utter dead rubber. I ended up scoring 1,056. Uh, Michael scored 877. So two pretty good scoring rounds. Uh, I scored 1,056 and I had a Billy Smith 100 on my bench uh, and I took... Nathan Cleary uh, as my straight captain on the Thursday night. So if I would have waited for KP, which I could have done, could have potentially pushed into that 1,100 sort of mark. And I think the record uh, in our competition for most points in a round is about 1,129 or something. Um, I had that score earlier in the season. So could have maybe given that a bit of a shake. But uh, yeah, just go 1,000 plus the last week before finals. Very, very exciting. And I am pretty proud of the team I've put together and how they've gone during the regular season. It is pretty cool to have that many points and be that far in front of second place. Uh, But at the end of the day, the draft comp starts this week in finals time. So hopefully we can lock up our third premiership. That will be the aim over the next few weeks. And I think we're sitting in just about the best spot that we possibly could. So look, on the weekend, I'll go through my game very, very quickly because it was a dead rubber and it didn't really matter. I didn't even pay all that much attention to it if I'm being completely honest with you guys. Uh, I was more so paying attention to other results to work out who I would actually be playing. So it was a bit of a weird weekend as far as Supercoach goes, uh, but you do get these weekends sometimes where nothing really matters to you and it's sort of dependent just on where you finish on the ladder and whatnot. And you end up watching other games uh, more so than mine. And there was a couple of interesting results in the comp this week. Um, obviously, a, a couple of guys, the way that we do our wave wire and whatnot, probably w- would have worked out better for them if they would have lost on the weekend. And unfortunately, <laughs> I think some of them might have tried to lose and might have uh, still managed to win. So that's the way that Supercoach draft goes. It was uh, highly entertaining over the weekend to watch all the shit fuckery play out. Um, Uh, from a guy that honestly had nothing to do with it and could just watch from a distance. I thought it was fucking hilarious personally. So had a little giggle at that over the weekend. Uh, We had the Roosters, 26 over the Seagulls, 16 on the Thursday night. I had Waria Hargraves, who scored 50. I brought him into the side last week after the injury to Jack DeBellin. Uh, I also had Billy Smith on my bench. He got 100. Uh, In that game, Mick had Joey Manu, started really well, got 97. He also had had Ola Kawatu, got 79. So um, it wasn't looking great, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, the start the weekend, but another once again, this was a complete dead rubber, so didn't really phase me. Uh, we then had the Titans and the Warriors. My boys did well. Jackson Ford crossed for a try, 93. Dylan Walker came on, bombed a try and still scored 45, so was happy with that. A big win for Michael over the weekend, though. Jaden Campbell back to fullback. Obviously, AJ Brimson out. He scored 93, so a big win for Mick on the run home. We then had the Panthers game. Nathan Cleary, 103 super coach points there, which was fantastic. Also, Zach Hosking jumped into right center. Now, he's going to be an important talking point a little bit later in this podcast, so stay tuned for that because he's still been named at right center. It looks like he will play there, so we'll talk about that a little bit more in the podcast because he's going to be a very important player for me this weekend. Uh, For the Melbourne Storm game... Did Michael have anyone? No, he had Lindsay Smith who got 38. Sorry, he also had Jazz Tamunga and Sam Verrills in the Warriors-Titans game who both scored pretty poorly. Sam Verrills now out for the season, so a little kick in the dick there. Not ideal for Mick to lose his hooker. It's funny, he's a hooker, Sam Verrills, that I held during the year, dropped him, and I think Mick had him originally, then he picked him back up, and I'm sure he thought uh, he was going to be his perfect answer to finals, but Sam Verrills gone just as we kick off, so not ideal. Uh, the Broncos and the Cowboys played each other next. Katoni Staggs, another solid game. If he can 
can keep this shit up, I will be stoked. 83 Supercoach points in that one. We then had the big game of the week for me, the Newcastle Knights and the Dolphins. So my boy KP, he loaded up and scored 121 Supercoach points, which was fantastic. Uh, I also had Lemuelu, who crossed for a 92, and Adam Elliott, who had his best game in a while, scoring 66. So that game was a very, very positive one for me. Who had Dom Young, who got 55, and Jacob Saifidi, who got 42. We then had the Souths game. Uh, Campbell Graham, a little bit disappointing, if I'm being honest. I was expecting him to score more against that Cronulla Sharks left edge. 46, the opportunity just didn't really come. He did get over the line and held up at one point, so that 46 could have quite easily been a 60, but we're hoping for more out of him this weekend. Uh, He had Latrell Mitchell in this one, Mick, who he captained. Got 142. He also picked up Haroti off the uh, waiver. He got 76, and Sifatalakai got 71 for him. So... You know, all things considered, I think Pooh made a couple of good moves throughout this game and still only scored 877 compared to my 1,000 odds. So, uh, yeah, a tough one for Pooh. Obviously, a dead rubber for him as well, so I'm not sure how much he paid attention to it or whatever. Uh, we then had the Dragons. No, we had the Paramount Eels and the St. George of the Dragons. I had Jacob Little, who got 46. Included a line break, so not ideal. He could have scored a try as well, which wasn't great. Uh, but I just hope that Little can hold his minutes for next week. That's all I really care about and the coming weeks. Uh, in this game, uh, Mick, he had my... My boy, Jermaine Hopgood, 67. Uh, and then we had the last game of the week, which was the Raiders and the Tigers. Bit of a mixed bag here for me. Joe Tappanay did well. Corey Horsburgh got 56, which I expect more from Corey, but I'm not I'm not too upset with 56. But Sebastian Chris, who moved to centre and absolutely killed it, scored 85 supercoach points, looked like a world beater. And unfortunately, he got injured. Now... Seb Chris, as far as a player, it's not a huge loss for me. I can manage without Seb Chris. The problem is that he was... One of my only fullbacks in the squad. Uh, so now the only other fullback I have is Caelan Ponger, and I don't have another 5'8". So it actually leaves me one spot short come finals. Uh, and I know a lot of people would sort of say, oh my God, you can't go without a fullback. I've always looked at it a little bit differently, and I'll talk about this strategy very soon. But I'm okay to run without one player and then have an AE there. So, But we've got to make a big decision on that. We'll talk about it soon. The other side of the park, Mick had Luke Brooks, who did really well. I thought he had a blind at Luke Brooks, 72. Um So, yeah, look, this game, as I said off the top, it was a dead rubber. It didn't really matter. But I was very, very happy to score 1,056. It's not very often you get 1,000-point scores in our comp. Might happen, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 times, 15 times at max, I would say, a year. Uh, And I managed to score one of them in the last round. So very, very exciting. We're carrying form into finals. The interesting thing was, though, that Kurt, who I'm playing this weekend, he scored 985 on the weekend. So we could be in for a high-scoring blinder this week because he has got a very, very good squad. Now, final starts this week, as I've said. So very, very keen to get all that started. I finished in fourth place. What that means means is that we do reversed waiver order. So this weekend, eighth will have first pick and first place on the NRL ladder, so the minor pre- on the Supercoach ladder, so the minor premiers, they will have eighth pick. So me at fourth pick, uh, me at fourth spot on the ladder means I have the fifth waiver pick, yeah, and then it will stay that way throughout. So it means that next week, no matter what, Two of the bottom four teams will get eliminated, which means I will then have third pick next week. So it's what I like to do. It's why I've said all year, fourth is where you want to land. When you land in fourth place in my comp, uh, you obviously get two bites of the cherry and you get the best waiver spot out of the top four each week, which is very, very important. And if I end up playing someone else in the top four in grand final week, all of a sudden I have first waiver, which would be very, very important. But we've got to get there first. We've got to play Kurt this week, who has got an absolute red hot team at the moment. But 
My team's pretty fucking handy, and my matchups are pretty good this week. So it's going to be a very, very good game. Let's have a look at the matchups for my first finals game this week. Obviously, not a sudden death game. I do have two bites of the cherry, but if I win this one, I get a week off, and I'm only two wins away from a premiership. So a very, very important game. Let's have a look at the first game of the week. We've got the Seagulls taking on the Penrith Panthers. Now, this one's at Four Pines Park. The Panthers are a dollar and seven cents. They are very, very short. Manly at $9.30. Obviously, I've got Nathan Cleary in this one. And in this game, Kurt has got Brian Toto and Ruben Garrick. So probably lucky that Ruben Garrick's got a poor matchup in this one. Normally scores really well, Ruben Garrick. I still think he scores 40 or 50, but hopefully he doesn't come up with any attacking stats or anything. He's a guy that I will be sitting in Supercoach Classic this week, so hopefully he can stay quiet. Brian Toto is the one that I'm a little bit worried about, but the beauty of Brian Toto is that if he scores, uh, he's going to score in one of two ways. Probably Nathan Cleary's going to put him over, or his center's going to put him over, which is Zach Hosking, who I will probably have uh, on my bench. So as it's turned out, as I said to you guys, I've lost Seb Chris this week, uh, well, for the next two or three weeks, which isn't ideal. It leaves me without a fullback, except for KP, but then I don't have a 5'8". So what I'm actually thinking I will do is I will have Nathan Cleary as my VC for Thursday night, and I think I'm going to leave Hosking out. I'm going to have him as my reserve, and depending on how he scores, I will either take his score or or I will then grab a 5'8 or a fullback to bring into my side. So fingers crossed, in an ideal world, Nathan Cleary goes huge in this game. He goes absolutely nuclear for me, and I just take that VC score, which means that I captain Seb Chris, and that's also assuming that Zach Hosking hopefully comes up with one or two attacking stats out there, which I think he can, and hopefully uh, anything that Brian Toto does comes off the back of Nathan Cleary or Zach Hosking, which would be ideal. So I've got to work out how I'm going to play that. It's not going to be ideal. The other center that I'm going to be without is Billy Smith. He's going to be on my reserves as well. So if Zach Hosking does absolutely brain and score 80 or 90, I may actually have to drop like a Billy Smith or another CTW, maybe a Dylan Walker. I'm not quite sure which direction I will go in. But the beauty of it is that if I drop one of those guys... I will have the third pick next week, so hopefully I'll be able to pick them back up. So I might have to have a look at the matchups for next week and work out how that's all going to play out. But I got to, it all depends on what Zach Hosking does. Before Teamless Tuesday, I sort of thought, okay, Isaac Tungle will be back in, so that's going to sort of fuck that plan. But once he wasn't named, it became very interesting all of a sudden, and then I worked out that Kurt had Brian Toto. So that's an interesting little matchup there. We'll see how it plays out. Look, uh, even, if Brian, if it, even if it means Brian Toto scores 100, if it means that Nath Cleary can go 130, 140, 150 in that game with goal kicking and whatnot. As my VC, that would be fucking perfect. And uh, that would go a long way to winning me this weekend. The next game is the Sharkies and the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, in this game, Kurt has a lot of Sharkies. He's got Blake Braley, Britton Nicaro, Connor Tracy, and Toby Rudolph. So a lot of Sharkies there. That'll be a really, really important game. The Titans... Obviously, they lose Mo Fodawaka. They get Tino back in. They were very, very resilient last week. So I'm really hoping that the Titans can show up and put on a good performance there. But I am very, very nervous about that game. I don't have anyone from that game. We've then got the Broncos taking on the Eels, the late game Friday night. I've got Katoni Staggs, who's been in really, really good form. So very happy with how Staggs going. Uh, I believe it'll be Assy that'll be marking him. So I'm a big Assy fan, but I am a little bit worried about him defensively. So hopefully Staggs can get one-on-one with him and really pepper him. Kurt's got Kurt Capewell. 
Curtin Kurt, uh, in the back row there for his side. That's the only player he's got. So that the the early Friday night game will be a huge one. That's probably like a quarter of Kurt's team and then a pretty quiet one Friday night. We've then got the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. So I will have Campbell Graham and Jacob Little in this game. Really wish I had Jack DeBellin, but wasn't meant to be. We'll hopefully have him back grand final week if we are there. Uh, for Kurt, has he got anyone in this game? No, he doesn't. Doesn't have anyone from the South Sydney Rabbitohs or the Dragons. So hopefully Campbell Graham can have himself a game there and Jacob Little can just get his 40 or so. Uh, the next game, and this could decide the entire thing realistically, uh, Kurt has got a couple of superstars in his team, one being Sean Johnson. And he takes on the West Tigers, 5.30pm coming to you from Hamilton. So he's got SJ and Murata near Corey. So a really nice combo there. I have got Dylan Walker and Jackson Ford. So if Jackson Ford can outscore near Corre, that'd be fantastic. And I just need Dill Walker to come on and get his 40 or so. Hopefully pick up an attacking stat, push that into a 60 or a 70. And then I need Sean Johnson to be a little bit quieter than usual. And he's been absolutely killing it the last few weeks. So I'm very, very nervous about that. The one thing that does fill me with a little bit of hope is the fact that Chance equal clock start is out this week. And I think that could throw the Warriors off a little bit. So fingers crossed, but really hoping against hope there. Kurt will also have Alex Twoll in that game. Now, the late game, the Roosters taking on the Dolphins. I will have JWH in my front row. Just need a 50 out of him. And Connolly Lemuelu, who's one of my safe CTWs there. Uh, if I'm really chasing points, I may make a change there uh, to bring in Billy Smith, potentially, um, instead of Lemuelu. But I really don't want to do that, hopefully. Hopefully, by then, SJ has gone reasonably quiet and Nathan Cleary's gone big, uh, and I can sort of hold on to that at that point. Uh, and then for Kurt in that game, he's got Daniel Tupu as well. So, yeah, that, that one won't be overly huge or overly uh, match-defining realistically, but I think Sunday afternoon will be. So Sunday Arbo, the Melbourne Storm taking on the Raiders. I'm really hoping the Raiders turn this into a really close and scrappy game like they love. That'll really suit Joe Tappanay and Corey Horsburgh. And it will not suit the guy on the other side of the park, Cam Munster, who will probably be Kurt's captain if SJ doesn't fire. So, uh, you know, he's got four really good captions options there every single week between Toto, Garrick, Johnson, and Munster. It's worked out pretty well that Garrick is playing Penrith. And it's also worked out pretty well that Brian Toto, yes, he's a gun and he could score big, but if he does, it probably means that Hosking and Nathan Cleary will do well as well. So if I can just survive SJ and Munster... I should be sitting in a good spot. And if I am really desperate and I'm chasing points come Sunday afternoon, I've got the Newcastle Knights taking on the Bulldogs and I've got my boy, Kalen Ponga, there. So I can captain him. So I would have seen what Cam Munster's got by then. I would have watched his game very closely and I'll be able to make a decision. Do I gamble on KP or am I happy just to take the score of... Um, Nathan Cleary. So, yeah, very, very interesting. Adam Elliott as well, who played big minutes last week. Both the Saifides were named uh, yesterday, so I'm not stoked about that. I was hoping they'd both be missing. Uh, but if Elliott can just get me a 50 or so, I think my captains get me home. The big worry, though, is obviously the Knights versus Bulldogs. And look, KP will light it up. We know that. But on the other side of the park, Kurt's got Dane Gagai, who is having a fucking wowzer of a season. He is absolutely killing it at the moment. I brought him into my classic side, so I think I'm going to be behind the lounge watching Dane Gagai. He just seems to tackle, break, and offload his way to 70 points every week. It really is incredible. So credit to Kurt. 
Stewart, he actually came last in our comp last year. It's wild. The guy that won our comp last year, Alan, he's actually finished last now. He finished last this weekend. Kurt, if he wins this comp, he'll go from last to first. So the guy that won it, he's gone to last. And the guy that came last last year could potentially win it this year. But uh, if I have it my way... Kurt won't be winning, and he won't be winning this weekend, so fingers crossed. The guys on his bench, he's got Jack Williams, Tomato Martin, Staffatoa, Connor Watson, and Tevita Pangai Jr., so nothing that overly worries me there too much. At the moment, I've got Hosking, Ito, Jack DeBellin, Billy Smith, Sebastian Chris, and Gerald Skelton. So I will see what Zach Hosking does on Thursday night if he scores well. I will potentially have to drop a CTW to take his score, but we'll see how it all plays out. There is opportunities on the waiver wire and the free agent list for me to grab a fullback or a 5'8", so we'll see how it all plays out. I might give you an update on Thursday or Friday to let you know exactly where the team is at, but Supercoach Finals this week. Do remember, guys, in Supercoach Finals, be cutthroat. I know uh, that I have to win this game. It'll get me a week off. Then Then I've got two weeks to prepare for my prelim final, so if you have to drop guys, you have to drop guys. Don't be sentimental. Don't be attached to guys. If you can get a win, do whatever the fuck you have to do to get that W and then sort it out the week after. Yeah, and if it may, especially if you're in my position where you're in one verse four and you can earn a week off, mate, unless it's one of your top five or six picks, and even if it is, I'd seriously look at who it is. Uh, be willing to sacrifice guys to get wins this weekend because you do not want to be taking a gamble on playing an extra weekend. That week off and one less game is absolute gold and you can start to prepare for the next week that week as well, which is a huge advantage. Uh, best of luck with all your Supercoach draft this weekend, guys. Hopefully, for those of you that started finals this last week, your season is still alive. Even more so, I hope for most of you that you've got a week off this week because if you're that keen to listen to these podcasts, I'd like to think you're a top four operator and hopefully you got the week off and you got your feet up this weekend. I'll give you a little update on Thursday or Friday if I make any moves on the waiver wire free agent list, what's happening. Uh, and yeah, fingers crossed Nathan Cleary and Caelan Ponga can put on a show this weekend because if they do and I can just outscore Kurt's captain score, uh, I'm reasonably confident that I will get a win this weekend. But this one could be a season-defining little game here because my matchups next week are not fantastic. This week, they are just about perfect. So hopefully, we can pull another 1,000-point score and hopefully one of Nath Cleary or Kalen Ponga can really go into that astronomical sort of 150 sort of mark. Obviously, Kurt last week, his captain was... Uh, Sean Johnson, who scored 140-odd, and he, he still didn't didn't crack the 1,000. So, fingers crossed I'll be able to hold him out this weekend. I think I prefer my matchups to Kurt's, uh, but it could turn very, very ugly in just a couple of plays with the, uh, with the high-ceiling sort of guys that he's got. So, as I said, we'll keep you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Keep you updated as we get closer to the weekend and during the weekend, what's happening with the draft side and what our plays are and what our movements are. But yeah, it's going to be a very, very exciting weekend. If you are a Supercoach Classic player as well, guys, we'll have beers and break evens dropping a little bit later this afternoon. Myself and Timmy Williams. It's a wild week for captains. There's a lot of decisions to make this weekend, and we'll get stuck into all of those on Beers and Break Evens this afternoon.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.